Good day, everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad that you have joined us. This has been a really, really tough year, which is why any little thing that isn't tough feels like such a win. Whether it's a hot cup of coffee while you stand in your kitchen, the fact that you still have a job, maybe it's that your family members are all safe, or even the fact that you're able to tune into a radio show like this each day to talk with us about what's going on in your life. No matter how you cut it, this year hasn't been easy for so many of us. And the fact that we've made it to November is in and of itself a real accomplishment. But now, at this time of year, when we're used to getting excited for the warm, fuzzy togetherness of the holidays, we're staring down the barrel of what is going to be a really difficult winter, where we likely won't be seeing all the family members that we usually reconnect with over the holiday season. That's where we want to spend this hour today, looking at what we can be grateful for today as we near the end of 2020. Sure, there's been a lot of hardship this year, and there's undoubtedly more to come, but I think that's precisely why it's crucial that we all take some time to pause and reflect on the good and participate in that reflection together, to bear witness not just to our own gratitude, but also to witness the gratitude of those around us, those in our community. So what are you grateful for today? I want to hear from you this hour about what's making you smile today, or at least what's helping you power through. A little later in the hour, we're going to welcome best-selling author of The Gratitude Diaries, Jackie Kaplan, into the conversation. But first, I want to welcome a familiar voice. You know her from the Secret Society of Twisted Storytellers. Satori Shakur, welcome back to Detroit Today. Well, thank you, Stephen, and good morning. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this is my favorite uh, show, The Gratitude, because uh, <laughs> I always tell people gratitude is my religion, and thank you is my only prayer, no matter what's going on. Uh, sometimes you have to generate gratitude. You have to go find <laughs> that thank you in your circumstances and the circumstances of the world. But if we look hard enough, and this is... 2020 perfect vision uh we can uh we can we can discover some gratitude in all of this yeah i i, I first of all I want to thank you for saying happy birthday to me it was my birthday yesterday i had a pretty good a pretty good birthday given all of the circumstances i think everybody is you know dealing with lowered expectations around things like birthdays right now but but i had a i had a solid good day so well how, well, how did that. you celebrate uh, I mostly celebrated by doing very little. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, that, I run. That, that's a challenge for you. Isn't <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, I run a hundred miles an hour. It seems like every <laughs> hour of the day. And yesterday, I slowed it to about thirty or forty. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, good, 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 good for you. So I want to start with how you are doing and what you are grateful for as we begin this conversation today and get ready for the Thanksgiving holiday in just two days? Well, I, I'm, I'm grateful for so many things. One thing that I'm, uh, the first thing that I'm grateful for is that we don't have very many days until the end of the year. 
and which will close out 2020, which has been one of the most unpredictable, surprising, challenging years uh, of, of my life. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I was so hopeful, 2020, perfect vision. Mm. Ah, <laughs> and, um, but I'm, I'm grateful for the outcome of the election. I am grateful for the men and women who volunteered um, to tabulate the votes, to count the votes, to protect the votes, uh, to, to use their voices, uh, to protest all of the, um, the, what was going on here to, to devalue and, de- and not count our votes here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Detroit. Uh, I'm hopeful for um, 2021 in the next four years, which I know will be also very challenging, but I don't have that sense of dread that I had when I woke up on my birthday in 2016, November 8th, mm-hmm. and we had um, Donald Trump coming in. I had that very clear sense of foreboding, and I had no idea that we could take our, uh, well, we've never achieved democracy yet in this country, but to take the promise of democracy so far away from our, from our hope and our grasp. So I'm grateful that I can at least know that we've changed hands and that we are getting uh, a president who's not uh, a president-elect who's not perfect by any means, um, who I, I didn't vote for, but voted as a strategy, mm. and um, and that and that the, the cabinet and the people that he's appointing are qualified and seasoned in their expertise. So at least we'll have very qualified, experienced people. Uh, trying to to come back to try to heal all the broken parts. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting how much uh, the the you know, if I asked that 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 question a month or two ago, what were you grateful for? I, I imagine you'd have come up with with different things. I mean, this this year has thrown so many things at us, one after another after another, and. And each time, I think we have to kind of dig deep and and think about, okay, not just how do I get through this, but what about this? Can I can I draw hope uh, from what is what about what's happening? Can I can I be more optimistic about? And I feel like that's just changed for each of us uh, over and over this year as as each month passes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very grateful for the, what COVID has revealed to us and, and has uh, shown us that we've already known, but it's really sharp, the, um, the inequities and the injustices in our, in our country and that, um, and that it has humbled our country mm-hmm. and shown us that we are no better than other countries that we, that we purport to be shining and better than, that we can see that humanity is what we're dealing with and the, the weaknesses and strengths of our own humanity, the fears and the, and the, and the core courage of our humanity. It has shown us so many, shone light, uh, shined light on people we would never think about, our frontline workers, our, the medical providers, 
the nurses and the doctors who continue to, to try to heal and attend to this to the people who are sick as tired as they are the folks we would never know like a dr fauci is a household mm. word now and and just the attention that we're paying to our own health generally speaking that more people are going to see the doctors particularly men yeah and specifically black men yes and we're shown that look you you got to go see the doctor and look at your health you know you're not invulnerable matter of fact the fact that you are a black man makes you more vulnerable to the environment and to all the things that contribute to disease and um, taking 10 years off your life. So um, health care is really, really important. Sure. And we've been shown that. So Obamacare is, um, is a precious thing. Yeah. And uh, if we can improve upon it, and um, make it available to our citizens because I never could figure out why you would have a country, why you would have a country, and your citizenry isn't the most important thing to uphold and to uplift. Like healthcare should be number one mm. uh, to to the health and well-being of the citizens who are going to contribute to the to, to the progress of your your own country. I don't understand why you wouldn't use the tax dollars that we pay to actually uplift us. So yeah. um, it's, it's been a revealing year, stark, stark, harsh, um, but ultimately hopeful. We, we, we see where the cracks and the fissures are. So let's go, let's go get it. So, so I want to ask you about the gift of time and the time that some of us have maybe gained because Things slow down at the at the end of the year, but they also slow down because of uh, the other, the things that have happened this year. I mean, life looks really different, and and I think a lot of people have found that there are things they can draw value from with the added time that they might have that they're not driving back and forth to work, for instance, uh, or uh, running incessantly. Uh, around from from place to place. Uh, talk about how time has looked for you this year. Uh, time is precious. It's our it's the tick 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 of our of the quality of our lives. And uh, I I I have appreciated having time to be at home. To I used to when I was growing up, my mother, the telephone on the wall phone in the kitchen was everything. OK, <laughs> to my mother. I mean, we weren't allowed to use it that much. It was, uh, but she talked to her friends every day. It was just every day she was on the phone with her friends. And now I have friends that we talk every day on the phone and uh, it doesn't even have to be about anything. It's just the luxury to be able to spend time, whereas before you're beating the street, got to be here at one, got to rush over here and, and get over here by 245, have to teach a class. Now, I have, I still, and, and also, um, I ha there is more time to do more teaching. I've, I've, I've done a lot of teaching this year. I've got two more classes to teach the Bowling Green University Storytelling, Duke University. I've been doing a lot of teaching this year virtually through uh, Zoom. More people um, want to tell stories and, and they want to know how to do it. And, uh, and so I've just met a lot of people 
that I would not ever have known or, go, you know, going uh, talking to these people, not only across the United States, but in different parts of the world. Uh, so time is so precious and it is, a t- you know, you're not actually physically getting together with people, but just to hear someone's voice and to spend more than two minutes on the phone or scheduling a conversation, you can just actually pick up the phone when it rings mm. and have a conversation. So, yeah, I, I think that in every um, tragedy or in every um, thing that may be negative, there are opportunities. And I think that uh, there's an opportunity in time just to reflect mm-hmm. on your own life. I, I have witnessed so many people getting married this year. Hmm. Really? Uh, so, 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 yes, uh, and, and, and they're older people, over 50. <laughs> That's so fantastic. I, I, I think that COVID has shown us that uh, relationships, not only time, but the, the, the importance of um, quality relationships and love. And, um, if you, and the decisions that COVID has pushed us toward to make, the hmm. choices that maybe we were on the fence about, but now we're very certain we want to marry that person or we don't want to be alone or, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, mm. it's, it's kind of remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm talking with Satori Shakur, founder and executive director of the Secret Society of Twisted Storytellers here in Detroit. Uh, she is the host of WDET's Twisted Storytellers podcast, we're talking about gratitude as we get closer to the Thanksgiving holiday and the holiday season that ends every year. It's going to look really different this year, but there are things that people still are really grateful for. Uh, we want to hear from you uh, as well. What are you grateful for this uh, holiday season? Uh, is it a friend? Is it a family member? Is it a television show or a favorite food, something you've discovered during this really tough year? Give us a call. Let us know what it is that you will be giving thanks for uh, in just a few days during Thanksgiving. Uh, As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter and put comments there, and we'll work you into the conversation. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to get to your calls and your comments. We've got lots of social media comments already about what people are thankful for. We'll hear from folks on the phones next. And again, 313-577-1019 is the number if you want to join. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. WDET delivers trusted news, inclusive conversations, and cultural experiences that empower the community. 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, Thanks very much for joining. I am joined today by Satori Shakur, founder and executive director 
of the Secret Society of Twisted Storytellers here in Detroit and host of WDET's Twisted Storytellers podcast. Also a very frequent guest here and one of our favorites on Detroit Today. Uh, we're talking about gratitude as we get closer to Thanksgiving and the other holidays at the end of the year. An extraordinary year the most unusual year that I think any of us has, uh, has lived through. Uh, and I think that affects the way that we think of gratitude and what we are thankful for at the end of 2020. We want to hear from you about what you're thankful for and what you will be giving thanks for in just a few days. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter and put comments there. I want to read a couple of uh, listener comments that we've gotten about what people are grateful for before we get to the phones here. Nikki in Hamtramck says she's grateful for WDET validating that she can skip Thanksgiving until it's safe. Yeah, right. Some people, some people think uh, not going to Thanksgiving dinner is maybe maybe a gift <laughs> that you can enjoy oh. this year. Uh, another listener says they're grateful for bagel chips from Bubby's Bagels. I'm not familiar. Uh, with the, I'm not familiar with that food, but that sounds like maybe a pandemic find. Uh, another listener says they're f- grateful for their family and friends. Morgan says she's grateful for Dolly Parton and Stacey Abrams. That's a quite a pair, and they had a lot to do with uh, the outcome in the elections. Uh, Alice on Instagram says she's grateful for actual mandatory time for stillness and reflection, which equals change and healing. That's a really wonderful way to think of that. Another listener says they're grateful for everything. And Michael is grateful for beer, which is uh, also on my list. Uh, I have rediscovered a joy of, uh, of beer this, <laughs> this year, sitting around in the house, uh, unable to go anywhere. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, let's go to Craig in Southfield. Craig, welcome to the show. Hey. Enjoy your show, brother. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we were talking about gratitude, and um, I'm, first of all, I'm 63 years old, so I've, uh, you know, I remember John F. Kennedy dying. That's how old I am. So <laughs> what I'm grateful for is, first of all, the way the vote turned out. I'm glad, as a nation, we decided to go in another direction. Um, but not to dwell too much on that, what I'm really grateful for it's my family, of course, and my friends. But I wanted to say that, look, I didn't think my circle was that big. You know, I've been around for a while. But between friends, family, and acquaintances, both white, black, young, and old, I've experienced nine people that I know who are no longer here. Wow. So, and and I, I share this with some of my counterparts and workers, and they find that unbelievable because – They've experienced no one. Mm-hmm. And I know this virus is serious because I felt it firsthand. But to wrap this up, I'm, I'm thankful for the essential workers. Mm. My, my niece is a nurse. I see what she goes through. She ended up um, uh, having the virus, and she survived, thank God. But just the person at the grocery store, the things that make our lives just function to some air of normalcy, I'm thankful for those individuals who have to put themselves at risk every day just so that we can buy toilet paper and food. And I just wish people come out of this with a little more gratitude Mm. and understand that 
hey, we are all in this together. Yeah. You know, nobody is an island. We don't stand on the microcosm here. We we are all in this together. And the only way we're going to get out of this is together. Is together. Wearing yeah. a mask is not political. It's patriotic. Yeah. Craig, I really appreciate the call and, and your thoughts, and I'm very sorry about the people that you've lost this year. That's something we've talked about a lot here on, on Detroit Today, how hard this year has been in in that regard. And, of course, it, it just continues. Uh, we're back, it feels like, in some ways to uh, the way things were in the spring when when every day we woke to the, the possibility of, of real loss. Uh, and hopefully we're, we're getting to a space where that's going to end and we won't suffer that way. But uh, but it continues. And, and you're right, it's not even. It's not consistent across experiences lots of people and i'm i'm grateful for them to have had the experience of not losing anybody during all of this but for so many of us and especially so many of us in the city so many of us in the african-american community it has been it has been a really tragic year so craig i really really appreciate the call and the and the thoughts um let's go to adrian in detroit adrian Good morning, um, and I love your show. I want to, before I tell you what I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. I have to thank you for your book club this summer because I'm like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Thank and you. everyone's take on that on the Invisible Man. But I am grateful for before uh, technology where on Thanksgiving you could listen to stories that you have heard over and over again. And uh, remember the voice of your parents, your grandparents, your uncles, and your cousins, and the smell of Thanksgiving. And I work with a lot of young people. I was telling the young man, and they aren't really, they don't like to talk on their telephone. They like this technology where you can text. But I had to tell one of my coworkers, I said, when your grandmother's gone, you're going to try to remember her voice, and, and you're not going to. And the text messages that you have on your telephone, if something happens to it, that's, you know, those are gone. But the, your grandmother's voice or your mother's voice will be imprinted in your spirit forever, mm-hmm. not like a text message. So sometimes you have to make that sacrifice, and listening to your parents or your grandparents might be that gratitude uh, for this Thanksgiving, especially since you might not be able to go to dinner with them. Yeah, yeah. Adrian, what a wonderful thought. Uh, and and I'm really glad you called uh, and shared it with us. You know, Satori, we haven't talked about what you're doing this holiday, how you are, how you are going to manage Thanksgiving in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, Adrian's call reminds me uh, to, to ask about family and, and holiday. Well, I'm going to uh, spend Thanksgiving with my wonderful husband, and uh, my and he'll probably go and um, pick up our dinner for my sister <laughs> and bring it home. Because <laughs> uh, I'm not, I I am definitely not the the, the cook in the family. I've never <laughs> baked the turkey or anything else. I bring the plastic. <laughs> to, to, to the to the party, but my sister is the cook, and and so that's probably what we'll do. We'll have our little uh, dinner, our little two person candlelight dinner uh-huh. with my sister's uh, cooking here. Um, but uh, it's 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 okay. 
you know, it's it's really okay. It's a it's an aberration. Mm-hmm. We'll, it'll be better next year. Yeah. You know, hopefully we'll get together next year. It'll be even better, and we'll be even more appreciative of the um, of the gathering yeah. of, yeah. of family together. So. Yeah, you know the 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 idea that it's one year. It's just one year. And yeah. the holidays come around every year, so we should be able to to make this work and get through it and and hope for something better. I think it almost at this point seems certainly to be better by this time next year. But uh, of course, I don't want to jinx it by by saying that that's a certainty. But but it's one of the things that I think people can hold in their minds as yes. we get through as we get through. What are you? What are your plans? Same thing, very quiet. Uh, uh, one household, uh, my children, um, food, uh, <laughs> but but not family. Um, you know, my this is the year. Every other year, uh, my sister and my mom and my sister's husband and her, their their daughter uh, come to Detroit for for holidays, uh, and this would have been the year that they would have that they would have been here. Um, but of course they can't, they can't come. Mm-hmm. So, so we will not see them. We will see them on zoom, I'm sure in the afternoon, but, uh, but mm-hmm. it'll just be, it'll just be us uh, this year. Yeah. 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 Well, um, it'll be, it'll be a Jetsons if people remember the Jetsons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. They were always talking to each other through the television. <laughs> Just like we do now. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Jackie Victor in Detroit. Jackie, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephen. Hey. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm grateful for you having me on one more time. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, so in addition to really honestly being grateful for WDT and your show, which kind of has kind of brings out the best. Um, I so I grew up in the suburbs. Yeah. Some people know I, I own Avalon Breads. Um, I grew up in the suburbs, very segregated. I'm white. And when I was in college, I met Jimmy and Grace Boggs, who introduced me a whole notion of Detroit, yeah. regrowing it in the, seven, in the 80s, kind of neighborhood by neighborhood, block by block. And I moved into the city in the early 90s. And I have to say, there's a cultural worker, I'm sure you know, culture warrior, Marsha Music. And she once said um, about young white people more recently that white people move into Detroit thinking they're going to save the city. But really, they're safe. I have to say, when she said that, I was so touched because I thought that has been exactly my experience. Because living in Detroit, honestly, and working and just being part of the community has been the greatest honor of mm. my life. And mm. I think especially right now with everything that's been going on, um, it's just, I'm, I'm just really grateful. Yeah. Wow. That's a really, that's a really gorgeous thing to, to talk about being grateful for being a Detroiter and, mm-hmm. and for the way that the city maybe has, has changed you and certainly has welcomed you. That's a great, that's a, Wonderful thing to think about, uh, Jackie. I really love uh, that you called and uh, and shared that. Um, okay, uh, Satori Shakur, it is always great to have you here with us, uh, but Thank especially you. for this show every year where we talk about uh, gratitude, and especially this year. 
when gratitude looks so different for for all of us. Uh, you are going to stay with us, I understand, though, uh, for the next segment. Um, so we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to add another voice to the conversation, Janice Kaplan, who's the New York Times bestselling author of The Gratitude Diaries. She is also host of the podcast of the same name. She's going to join us. We are also going to get to more of your calls and comments. Christine in Detroit, Keith in Trenton, we'll hear from you. If you want to join them, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Listening to Detroit today on 1019 WDTM. Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. We're talking this hour about gratitude as we get closer to the end of 2020, as we get very close to the Thanksgiving holiday, just two days away now. And we all know, of course, that that will look really, really different than it does in most years. Uh, we want to hear from you about what you're grateful for. What are you going to be thankful for uh, in two days? Uh, what are you thankful for as we get toward the end of 2020? And I think we all hope toward a much better and brighter 2021. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter and put comments there, and we will try to work them into the conversation here. Uh, we've been talking all hour with uh, Satori Shakur, who is the host of WDET's Twisted Storytellers podcast and a really frequent and welcome guest here on Detroit Today. And uh, I want to add another voice to the conversation. Janice Kaplan is the New York Times bestselling author of The Gratitude Diaries, and she's also the host of a podcast with the same name. Janice Kaplan, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So in your book, which came out five years ago now, you point to mountains of research uh, that show that our attitude has a bigger effect on our happiness than any specific events. That seems like an especially relevant thing to think about this year as 2020 has been so difficult for so many of us. So talk about how to ease into a gratitude practice if we feel really bogged down by the things that are happening around us. Sure. Well, as you said, we all tend to think that it's the events that make us happy or not. But it turns out that that's not the case. Usually, if you wait for events to make you happy, you're going to be waiting a really long time. Um, and it does, as you said, turn out to be your own attitude that has the biggest effect. And if you think about it, it makes sense because pretty much any situation that occurs, you can look at from different perspectives. Um, if you're going to be just with let's say one other person this Thanksgiving and you usually have a huge whole family, you can spend this week mourning the fact that, oh, I'm not getting to be with my family. That is true. 
Or you can be really excited that you're going to get to do something new and different and have an untraditional Thanksgiving and have something really fun and a memory that you're going to make with just this one other person that you're with for this Thanksgiving. That's also true. So gratitude is so much about just changing your perspective, learning to reframe a situation, to think about it in a positive way. You asked about how you start a gratitude habit. Mm -hmm. And I think for some people, the easiest thing is to just put a scrap of paper next to your bed and tell yourself that every night you're going to write down one thing that made you grateful that day. I'm not talking about a fancy gratitude journal. Nobody's writing an essay. Just write down one word. Mm. And how that helps is that at some point in the course of the day, you're going to be having a terrible day. And you're going to remember that silly piece of paper next to your bed. And you're going to stop and take just a moment and think, mm, what am I going to write? And maybe you'll be grateful for sunshine, <laughs> grateful for a friend across the street, grateful, as that lovely caller just said, grateful that you live in Detroit. Mm. And that changes your attitude. And then you get to think about it again that night when you write down grateful for Detroit. And that starts getting you into the habit of turning a situation around and learning how to think about it positively. Yeah. Uh, Satori, listening mm -hmm. to Janice talk there, one of the things that you do, I think, so well is get people to look deeply inside themselves and tell the best story about themselves that they possibly can. And it seems to me that that's kind of a similar practice to the idea of trying to be grateful, trying to find something to be grateful for, trying to find the thing that you want to share uh, with the rest of the world, there is this there there is this kind of uh, I guess uh, compatible uh, uh, practice there uh, in terms of how how you think about your life and how you think about the world around you. Yes, yes, the the glory, the light of the human spirit overcoming the inevitable challenges that we're going to experience if we live. Live, living is about meeting ourselves over and over again and, and what challenges us in life. And the stories that we tell about that are healing and hopeful to other people that if, if she could do that, if he could do that, if that is possible, it's, it's possible for me. And I do believe that gratitude is an energy. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a manifesting mm. spirituality. That, that it is necessary and that if we overlook it, if we can't find the gratitude, uh, as Janice was pointing out, we, we won't be able to create or reframe or tell stories because it's up to us the story that we tell about our lives. And so we can tell a story where we're not feeling grateful or we can tell one where we, where, where we are and the one that we're telling that we are manifest, it, it manifests in our lives. Mm. So I mm. think it's a necessary part of our spirituality. Mm. Uh, Janice, uh, you also talk about the physical and mental health benefits of prioritizing gratitude and really spending time thinking about what it is you should be grateful for. Right. There's a lot of research that shows that in terms of well-being, which is the gold standard psychologists use now rather than happiness, which, as we know, can be fleeting. But in terms of well-being, 
gratitude increases well-being more than just about anything else you can do. And in terms of physical well-being, the research is also enormous. I guess none of us should be surprised anymore that there are connections between mind and body. But I was startled by just how powerful they are, that gratitude decreases stress. It helps you sleep better. It lowers blood pressure. And there's some very convincing evidence that actually just writing a letter of gratitude to somebody perhaps from your past, somebody who has been meant something to you. It could be a teacher, a spiritual leader, a parent, a friend, a mentor. Writing a letter to them and telling them why they mattered to you. Psychologists have found that doing that works to decrease depression better than almost any other uh, treatments, including pharmaceuticals that they've been able to find. Mm. That's really powerful. And so whether you are suffering depression or you're just suffering the moody blues that most of us are going through <laughs> these days, um, think about doing that. Think about writing that letter to somebody and uh, seeing how it affects both of you. By the way, we often think that expressing gratitude to somebody else is a gift that we give to them, but really it's a gift we give to ourselves. When we express gratitude, we feel good about it. It makes us physically and emotionally happier and better and stronger and gives us that resilience to move on. Mm. Uh, I want to read some more social media comments that we've gotten. Uh, a listener says that they're grateful for family, friends, food, their kindergarten students working from home and for public radio. Another says they're grateful for a big window to look out while working from home this whole time. That is a really uh, important, uh, it's a really important part of people's lives now is what's your view of the world uh, as you work from home. It's different than what you had in the office before. Uh, Bridget says she's grateful for a month of quarantine with her sister taking care of their mom before she started hospice. Uh, Sasha says she's grateful for the Detroit community. And another listener says they're grateful for teaching from home, giving them extra time to spend with their daughter while she is young. Uh, all really great uh, things to be thankful for. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Uh, Rebecca in Ann Arbor. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey. Um, my sister, who was a huge fan of you and <laughs> who also was the most grateful person I know, uh, her name was Suzanne. She died in September, um, right before, you know, six months before the quarantine oh, no. or the pandemic. And I'm just grateful that everyone in my immediate family is healthy. Mm. Um, until you have somebody who's really, really sick, I think a lot of people take for granted just basic health. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebecca, I'm first of all very sorry to hear about your sister. I'm glad to hear that this year has not brought uh, brought more loss to you. But but I think you're absolutely right. It, it reminds you. Um, that that life is not uh, life is not a permanent state, uh, and being grateful for uh, for the life that you have and and for your health is is incredible. Uh, all of us, I think, this year have been reminded over and over again um, of how poignant that is, how important it is, uh, given just how many how many people we have all lost uh, in the last uh, seven or eight months. Rebecca, I really appreciate the call. And the comments. Uh, let's go to Keith in Trenton. Keith, welcome to the show. Hi, Steve. Can you hear me? I sure can. All right. Very good. 
Um, I, I am grateful for the opportunity I had uh, this at the beginning of this year. Uh, I discovered we took the tour of WDET back in January, and I ran into a fellow named Mario Dixon. I know I'm sure uh-huh. you know Mario. Sure, yes. And uh, I started. I became a Driss reader, the Detroit Reading Information Systems. I don't know if everybody in your listening uh, audience knows about this, yeah. but uh, it's reading for the uh, people who can't read and blind and or reading impaired. And what a gift that was to me hmm. in in giving blindly. I, and uh, I just want to give a shout out to Dave and Mario and Ruby and, and Carmen and a whole bunch of other folks that volunteer their time. Right. And uh, it, it was just, I, I miss it. Uh, when COVID hit, we um, weren't able to perform this. And I'm hoping when COVID is over or something that looks like that, that I can get back in there. I just, I loved it. And I had kind of like a, when I would leave the station in the morning, it's kind of like a, a rush. I felt great. And, uh, I, you know, just, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Keith, I, I really appreciate that call. Uh, Driss is one of the really great services that we hear have here at uh, WDET. And as you point out, it is about reading, uh, for people who are unable to read either because uh, they're sight impaired or, or reading impaired. Uh, it is, it is a very popular service. It is a very vital service. Uh, here in Detroit, and I'm glad that, that that you had a chance to be part of it before, of course, the world got turned uh, upside down. Uh, Janice Kaplan, listening to Keith talk about his experience, though, reminds me exactly of what you're talking about, which is that when you do something uh, for someone, uh, often uh, you, you the, the benefit is not just for them, it's also to you, and gratitude works that way as well. Absolutely. And it's lovely to hear him talk about the rush of joy that he got from giving and Mm -hmm. from doing something for others. And there is a huge connection between giving and gratitude. And interestingly, one of the best ways to make yourself feel more grateful is to go out and volunteer to help somebody else. Uh, because there is that that connection, that sense of giving not only reminds you of reasons you have to be grateful, but you get gratitude back. And we, the more gratitude we put out into the world, the more giving we put out into the world, the more we get back from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. Let's go to Martha and Lake Orion. Martha, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi. Um, I am very grateful for all the people in government who have simply done their job very well when it was tougher than tough and just <laughs> go to work every day, do their job have kept this country from imploding for the last four years. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of people are feeling like that uh, these days, Martha, uh, as the chaos of the last four years perhaps is maybe coming to a close and we're going to get something certainly different than what we had before. But you're right, there are a lot of people who work in government who have just plotted through and con- continue to do their jobs and continue to do their jobs at a high level so that uh, so that the disruptions that we were seeing uh, unfold didn't completely collapse uh, everything. There's no question that those people deserve uh, our thanks right now. Uh, let's go to Christine in Detroit. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh-huh. How are you doing this morning, Stephen? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I am grateful for you. I am spending this year recovering from a health event in 2019 mm-hmm. to be able to listen to you every morning has uh, been such a joy. Uh, your, your questions, your care for people, your knowledge, the way you present it all, your vulnerability. Thank you so much, Stephen Henderson. <laughs> you have made a difference in my life, and you have made this year of healing even better. Mm. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Christine. That is a really wonderful thing to say, and, and uh, I really do appreciate that. Uh, the, the hour that we get to spend together every day here on WDET is my favorite hour of, of the day. I say that a lot, and I really do mean that. And I think uh, this year especially, it has been, for me as well as for listeners, this place of, of solace and community that uh, has been really important to, to be able to get up every day and, and keep going, even as uh, things have seemed very dark uh, and, and without much hope. So, Christine, I, I really appreciate you saying that, and, and I hope you know that, that I feel the same about, uh, about all of our listeners. Now let's go to Holly in Detroit. Holly. Welcome to the welcome to the show. Thank you, Stephen. Um, and I, I am very grateful. I will echo the the rest of your callers that uh, for your show as well. But um, I wanted to uh, shout out uh, Palmer Park in Detroit. Mm. Um, I was fairly new to the city, and um, I uh, started playing tennis there. And that community of people is unbelievable. Um, they welcomed me into that park. Um, I was able to, you know, it was a safe place for me to, um, have fun over the summer and it brought me a lot of joy, um, just to kind of hang out with people there and socialize, um, across multiple generations. Mm. Um, I became a, uh, volunteer coach there and was able to work with kids and I'm just really grateful for that opportunity. Um. Uh, Leonora King is the director there, and she has done amazing things for that tennis community, but also just the community of Detroit as well. So, wow, thank you very much. That's really cool. You know, uh, Palmer Park is this great, I think, underutilized and uh, underappreciated part of our of our city, uh, and and it's come a long way in the last uh, five or ten years as well. I think they've done a lot to make it more welcoming and. Uh, give people a little more activity there. I'm I'm really glad you've you've discovered it because it is it is one of the things that makes this city so special. And and I'm not sure everybody always uh, appreciates that. So uh, so I appreciate the call there, Holly. Thank you very much for reminding us of uh, Palmer Park. Now let's go to Delphine in Warren. Delphine, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Oh, I'm grateful for friends. My friend who took me to ER last night, I'm okay. My daughter is in chemo right now. But I strongly believe in our what our father, Selena, said from the soup kitchen. Thank God ahead of time. Mm. And I believe that strongly. 
and I know Detroit will be okay, mm. and we'll all and and Michigan, and we'll get over this pandemic. Mm. So we all need to thank God ahead of time. Oh, yeah, and Delphine. thank you. No, thank you for calling and and sharing that. And I'm hopeful that you're still going to be recovering from whatever it was that sent you to the to the ER last night. Uh, before we end the show, Janice Kaplan, uh, I asked Satori this earlier, but uh, you're a gratitude guru. Uh, what are you grateful for today? And what are you focusing on being grateful for as we head into the holiday season? Well, I'm actually grateful for gratitude. I'm grateful to be able to know that I can find that control in my life and know that when things are going bad, I've learned how to turn it around and that I can find that hope and spirit in myself. And I'm also very grateful right now to be able to have a podcast uh, on Mm -hmm. the Gratitude Diaries and to be able to give five minutes of inspiration to people every day, because I think that's what we need, that ability to do what your wonderful listeners have been doing today and expressing gratitude and saying what makes them feel positive and Let's hope that we don't do that just in the Thanksgiving week, that we take this as a lesson and a way to move forward and to keep that as a deep part of our lives, that we always have that little secret issue for ourselves that we go, yep, I know I know how to look at this better. I know how to feel better about this and uh, and to have some some hope and possibility. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Janice Kaplan, author of The Gratitude Diaries and host of the podcast of the same name. It was really wonderful to welcome you to Detroit and have you here with us on the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much. And of course, Satori Shakur, host of WDET's Twisted Storytellers podcast and the founder and executive director of the Secret Society of Twisted Storytellers. Uh, It is always great to catch up with you. And I love, I love that you join us each year for this show about gratitude. Yeah, I'm glad you. you were here. Okay, that is going to do it for us today. We're going to be back tomorrow, the day before Thanksgiving, to talk about indigenous peoples and how they are viewing Thanksgiving this year. Uh, This has been a year where we have been talking about reckoning with racism and systemic inequality. Native peoples figure into that conversation as well, and Thanksgiving plays a prominent role. We will talk about it tomorrow. Detroit Today is produced by Jake Neer and Anna Marie Seisling. Our program director is Joan Isabella. Technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Associate producer is Claire Brennan. Detroit Today's music is created by Sam Bobian and Will Sessions. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.